Hello again, everyone. Thanks for stopping by for the latest Pirates Talk. Is it time to panic, or is it just time to be concerned? The Hall has dropped its last two, and that three-game conference lead after the victory over Villanova is down to just one game. The Creighton loss at home was one thing. It was the first game after the Nova win, and Creighton is very good. As Bill Raftery told me after the game, Blue Jays head coach Greg McDermott is an offensive genius. And it showed as the Hall allowed the most points this season in losing 87-82. Miles Powell was off, hey, he's allowed, and the Hall fell. But Saturday's loss at Providence was a wake-up call. Once again, and I mentioned this in earlier podcasts, a terrible start for the Pirates. I mean, 34-9, which they've been able to overcome for the most part, doomed them against the Friars. They fought to make it interesting in the second half, but couldn't get over the hump. And then came Kevin Willard's post-game radio interview with Gary Cohen and Dave Popkin, where Willard publicly chastised his team for its attitude, and in particular, a couple of unidentified players, but it doesn't take a genius to figure out who, who have been pouting. Good for Kevin. There is too much talent here to allow the season to spin out of control. And here's the thing. I don't think it will. Hopefully, there have been and will be some honest discussion among the group. This is a veteran team with terrific leadership, but they have to realize what they have here. A chance for glory. It reminds me of the Devils' run to the 2000 Stanley Cup Championship. When down three games to one in the Eastern Conference Final to Philadelphia, Coach Larry Robinson, in an emotionally charged post-game locker room speech to the team, railed against what he saw as selfish play and made the team understand that they had the talent to win a championship, but were about to throw it away. Just waste it. Then he kicked over a garbage can in frustration. The Devils rallied and beat Philadelphia in seven games and went on to defeat Dallas for the championship. What lies ahead for Seton Hall remains to be seen, but I can't wait to see the results on Wednesday against Butler. I think this team responds in the right way, but it's up to them. This week's guest is the most improved player in the Big East. Romero Gill was always going to be a defensive force in the middle, but the seven foot two Gill has been even more so than I thought, and he's added a scoring touch that no one saw coming. I had a chance to speak with the senior last week, the day after the Creighton game, and I welcome Roe to Pirates Talk. So thank you, Romero, for giving us some time today. I know it's very precious giving your academic workload, all the work that you're doing on the basketball court. And I think I can speak for the listeners when I say that they're very much looking forward to hearing what you have to say about a variety of topics, not necessarily basketball. So again, thank you very much for giving us some of your time. Thanks for having me, man. So let me ask you this. Uh, You're a native of Jamaica. We know that. Uh, St. Thomas is where you were born. I did a little research on that. It's on the southeastern part of the island. Tell me a little bit about growing up there what life is like in St. Thomas, in that part of the island, that part of the country, and some of the things that you did while growing up. I mean, well, where I grew up, St. Thomas, it's like, it would be con- considered the country, like country part of Jamaica, because that's where, like, all the farm and stuff, like sugarcane plantation and farming. So, like, the main thing back there was, like, farming and all that, so... I mean, growing up back there was fun as a child because we didn't really, like, have all the stuff, like, the inner-city kids would have. So, like, we would just find stuff 
to like make it fun for us. So like flying kites or going um, hunting birds or stuff like that, like stuff like that. That's what I grew up doing or making, I don't know if you know what's a gig. It's a thing that you like spin or whatever. Like we would like make those and that used to be like our fun growing up playing cricket or playing soccer in the street, like stuff like that we used to do. But growing up in St. Thomas, um, Jamaica, it was pretty fun. Could just go to the beach whenever you want and just hang out with friends, go to the river or all those cool stuff. It sounds like a very peaceful, very enjoyable lifestyle. And uh, getting to the beach, I know, resonates with a lot of Jersey people because of the Jersey Shore. You mentioned yeah. cricket. Is that the national sport of Jamaica? I mean, I would say because. Like in Jamaica, the most popular sports, I would say cricket is number one and soccer and then like track and field because, you know, you see both and all those super fast athletes that are from Jamaica. And like basketball, basketball would be like on the bottom because it's not really like that popular in Jamaica, you know. Is it growing in terms of I mean, popularity? it is, but it is in a little way, not by a big margin because it's just not one sport that it's just not the sport that Jamaica really like put a lot of attention on you know yeah well as, as you garner a little more attention or Kofi Coburn garners a little bit I mean more, absolutely 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 it'll, it'll continue to grow which is fantastic so you're seven foot two I, I presume you've always been tall for your age maybe you had a growth yeah. spurt in there so does height help you in cricket because I know you played a lot of cricket growing up does it it does, you? like, like if it give you like a advantage, you know, like baseball when they pitch in. So like in cricket, like being like you have a better like this, this to give you a, a yeah, you 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 be like Aaron Judge. You, you got a big swing, you got a lot of torque, yeah. and you can drive the ball, right? So so I guess mm -hmm. it, it can help you there. All right, so enough yeah. enough about that. Tell us about the path to basketball. It started a little later in life for you. Uh, how did this travel to the United States first start? Well, so growing up, I always wanted to play basketball, but as I said, it wasn't a big thing in Jamaica and especially where I'm from in the country because not a lot of school that really focus on that because mainly soccer and whatever. But um, it was like my final year in high school when they like finally introduced the sport and I started playing it because I had to drop like cricket because cricket was my sport. And I started playing basketball and I fell in love with it. Then I spent like an extra year in high school. I played it. I mean, we didn't really win a lot of games because we were like fresh to it, but I loved it. And um, in the summer after I leave high school, there was this camp like in the city where they had like some um, scouts from the U.S. that came. And I went there and did what I had to do. I wasn't quite sure if I was going to get selected or not, but after, after it's like a week after I got a call from one of my guys that's living here now, Minto, Michael Minto, he's the one that got me over here. Um, he told me that some G 
junior college like are interested in me so from there um they sent me like some package in the mail and I went to the embassy and everything and did the paperwork and I came over here and went to junior college in Indiana and spent two years out there. Then after that we went to um after my final year in Indiana um we went to the national championship in Kansas. That's where I met Grant Bill Meyer, mm-hmm. a coach here and um he asked me if I ever heard of seeing all before. I'm like, nah, not really. I didn't, I, I haven't heard of him. And he said he would like me to come here on a visit. And I came here and I just fell in love with it because it was just closer to the city and got better food and everything out here. So <laughs> I just like took the opportunity. I, I can appreciate the fact that uh, the restaurant scene might have attracted you uh, to the city. What do you yeah. like to eat? Is there a specific uh, type of food that you like? I mean, out here, there's a lot of, like, Caribbean people out here. So sure. there's a lot of Jamaican restaurants. So I can, like, get my Jamaican food, you know. Feel at home a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And hey. sometimes I cook for myself, too. What know? do you like to cook? Yeah. What do you like to cook? Is there a specific dish that you're pretty good at? I mean, I can cook anything Jamaican. Nice. All right. So yeah. if, you're se- if you're setting a table at home and you're inviting some friends over, what are you going to make for them? Whatever they want. <laughs> Fair enough. I well, like I can't, that. I can't make like the American, like I can't make like the pasta and stuff. I never made that before, but I heard it's easy. But I never like yeah, boil water, let the pasta stay there for a while. So, am I going to get a little chicken dish at your place if I go? Yeah, 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 sure, for sure. All right, uh, maybe I'll take you up on that at some point. So, anyway, okay. so was the was it was it hard to get accustomed? To basketball, I mean, you took it up late. Um, it's not a sport that's played regularly in Jamaica. Were there frustrations along the way? I mean, it, like in the beginning, it was a little bit frustrating because we would lose every game. You know, like when we ju- when I just started playing, like I think the most collectively as a team the most point we scored was like 20 mm. and all the other big schools from like the city they would come into our place and like the score would be like 20 to like 90 or something like that like they would destroy us so it was a little bit frustrated but at the same time you know like we just started playing basketball like we didn't really know much about the sport but after I like after my second year of playing it I kind of like get used to it more and like know everything that what it takes like you're gonna lose some before you win you know and coming here like has helped me a lot and it has helped me develop my game a lot especially coming to Seton Hall um I've gotten a lot more stronger and bigger because when I came here I was like super skinny and even I'm still skinny now but (laughs) I was like super skinny you know but I mean I think my game has come a long way from Jamaica to where I am now and still growing my perspective. Well, there's no question that your game has grown. You mentioned meeting Grant Billmeyer back at the uh, junior college national championships. I know he's been instrumental in your development as a player. What's been the biggest part of his contribution to what all Seton Hall fans are seeing in terms of your blossoming this year, going from not just a defensive player, but a guy who can also score as well? I mean, I think all the credit is due to him. Everything that I am now, like you've helped, you've helped me um, 
develop into the player that I am today. Like the extra workout on the side. Um, even when we got day off, like I'm always like in the gym with him, like working on catching the ball, posting up, and all those little key stuff that you need to become a great basketball player. So I think all the credit is due to Grant because he's the one person that I can like call whenever I'm like, yo, let's go get a workout in or let's go do some ball handling drill. Like, and he's always there. So I think he has helped me a lot. And as I say again, I'll give all the credit to him. Well, he's a fabulous teacher, and you obviously are a fabulous student because you've taken his lessons and put them to good use. A couple of things I want to ask about your scholastic uh, work. You're a Big East all-academic member. Uh, You Mm -hmm. volunteer a lot. You're on the University Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and you're a member of the NCAA Men's Basketball Oversight Committee. Why so involved outside of playing the game? Why do you want to do those things? Well, it's, it's, all of that is, like, from my mom, because whenever I talk to my mom, like, growing up, my mom was like, I know you like basketball or you like sports, but if basketball or whatever you decide to do don't work, like, you're going to need to have, like, a plan B, and plan B is, like, to have, like, a good education. So, I mean, I'm here, I get my school pay for for free. So I just try to make the best of that ability, best of that opportunity. So I ain't trying to let nothing go to waste, you know? What, what is plan B if you don't continue your basketball career? Because I think it's obvious that there'll be a chance to do that. But if not, what would you like to do once you leave Seton Hall? I mean, that's a tough question. Cause I mean, I'm a senior now and I'm supposed to know that, but I really don't know like what I want to do, <laughs> but I've been making like, like on this LinkedIn, I've been making like connection with a lot of good people, and I think hopefully by the end of graduation or whatever, I'll figure out something. You know, I should say basketball don't work. Yeah, and 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 I'm going to touch upon that in a second, but I I should just tell you that I violated one of my own personal rules. I have excuse me, I have three sons. Yeah. Uh, the youngest is a senior at the University of Rhode Island. And oh, cool. yeah, and, and he's having a great time and his two older brothers are both working. But honestly, if I sent them a text today and said, hey, what are you guys doing this weekend? I might get the answer. I don't know. Right. Because <laughs> that's uh, just the way young people are. And here I am asking you what you want to do for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. And that's that's not a fair question. But I, I know you're interested in the physical therapy uh, area yeah. of life, right? Yeah, because that, that was when I just came here, um, that was my um, major, um, athletic training. But my second year, like, I would have to, like, go, you know, seeing I have two campuses. There's mm-hmm. another one, like, in Notley. Yeah. So, like, my classes would be there, and that didn't really, like, work well with my schedule. So I had to change it to um, social and behavioral science, and I have, like, a minor in business administration. Well, it's a great business school, the Stillman School of Business. And in fact, the entire Seton Hall University academic standing is fantastic. So I know you'll be a success no matter what you do. Have you considered playing beyond college? Do you think that there's a chance that you could either uh, go to Europe or uh, perhaps play in in the the G League or the NBA maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's how I'm putting all this work, you know. I want to see where I can go like after this. 
Like, I would love to. I would love to, like, play professionally after this. An, an amazing journey from a youth who picked up the game late in a non-basketball, basically, playing country, and now a chance to live mm-hmm. out what a lot of people have as their dreams growing up here in America. Last couple of questions, and I'll, and I'll let you go. How important is it to your family that you are getting this degree? I think you touched upon it with your mom's lectures, so to speak, but how important it is? You're the first one to go to college in your family, correct? Well, my sister went to college in Jamaica. Okay. Um, yeah, she went. So education has always been important. Yeah, but it's very, it's very important to them. Like every time I call my mom and I tell her, like, she's so excited and so proud. So it's a big thing, you know, like, because Growing up, like, there's not a lot of, like, young men that get to finish high school and finish college, you know. Like, a lot of my friends back home, they just stop at high school, or some of them don't even finish high school. So for me to, like, finish high school and get the opportunity to finish college, like, that's a great thing. Well, we wish you the best of luck in that. You're well on your way there. So the basketball listeners, they appreciate you know, finding out more about you, but they do want to hear about basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, notwithstanding what happened last night against Creighton, because it's a very difficult conference, there's no guarantee that uh, you'll win any particular night, and and they're very good. But yeah. w- what is up for this Seton Hall team? How high is the ceiling? Is it? Do you guys talk about a national championship, or is it one game at a time? Yeah, absolutely. We we do like before the season started, like. That's our main. We said we have. That's our goals, like to win the Big East, the regular season champion, to be, win the Big East championship, and absolutely most of all to win the national national championship. Um, whatever happened last night was just. I mean, Creighton was a good team, um, and they came out and they got us. It was just us to just go back to practice today and just regroup as a team and get ready to start playing our brand of basketball again. And I think as long as we do that, like anything is possible. Hey, it's been a magical ride and Seton Hall fans should enjoy the ride wherever it leads. Hopefully it leads to the ultimate championship. Last one. And I will let you go. Thank you very much again for your time. You're Miles Powell's roommate. What kind of a roommate is he? I mean, he's a humble dude. Um, He's very humble. Like we're in the room. We can just, we just sit there and talk about anything we want. Um, just sometimes we just there, like just watching college game or NBA on the TV and just talking about life, you know, like he's a humble guy to be around. Well, he seems he has uh, his head on straight. He is a great player, great person. You have your head on straight. You're a great representative for Seton Hall University. And Romero, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And that will do it for this week's edition. When we reconvene for next week's Pirates Talk, what will we find? A team that has righted the ship with wins over Butler and St. John's at home, or a team that continues to flirt with allowing a season to slip away? That's what makes sports so exciting. We just don't know, but we'll find out soon. Thanks for your company, everyone. Bye-bye.